All right, so we're fucking rolling right now. Let me see. Actually, let me just double check. I'm in fucking frame. Yeah, okay. We're both in frame? Yeah. Even if I like lean back and stuff? Let's see. Yeah, it's not that tight. Oh, yeah. Can you see me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. completely. Cool. <clears throat> All right. I'm gonna crack this. I can start with my Hakiki intro. Okay. okay ready? 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 Three, two, one. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Rob Moyle and welcome to the Hi Hikiki Podcast, a podcast about industry, entrepreneurship, and life. Uh, typically you see me on a shitty camera talking about myself, but today we have a nice camera and I'm here with my good buddy John. John, how you doing man? Not too bad, not too bad. Thank That's you for having day. me. Absolutely. Uh, how you been? How's COVID life? How's quarantine? How's everything? Been doing good. Yeah. I, I heard you say it on one of your other podcasts, long time listener, first time caller. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way 100% right now. <laughs> you were on the... Um, the beer review. Oh yeah, that's right. It was, yeah, yeah. You did it by yourself and then uh, Rohit and Mike were Yeah, over. it was very awkward on camera. I probably still am. Yeah. It's one of those Yeah, it's one of those things you kind of just have to get used to it and yeah. just go with it. Just probably practice. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what have you been doing with like uh, quarantine? I know you're working from home. Like what's that been like? Yeah, yeah. Quarantine has been, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a job. So that's obviously, yeah. it's not that much of a burden on me, but working from home has been good. Um, I was typically living at my parents' house. Now, I, I guess you could say I moved in with my fiance. Nice. Um, so that was like a little at bit of change place? at her place. Yeah. So I've been working at her place during the week and then come and help my parents out during the weekend if they need stuff help, uh, stuff done. So, but yeah, overall pretty good. Yeah. Uh, not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're at your folks' place now and like it's sick, like sick backyard, like. Everything's awesome. Thank you, so, thank like, you. I don't know why you won't spend more time here, but. Ah, uh, you know, it's I guess it's just easier. So drove like my fiance drove. We shared her work center home but they actually sent her home with like a desktop computer oh, so like it's very easy for me to like set up anywhere hmm. as long as there's a wi-fi connection right but with joe it's like you have to get a whole desktop she has two monitors like an actual physical phone yeah, right. so for her to move around it's like kind of a pain in the ass so right right yeah, yeah. Cool. how uh how you like working from home it's good it's good uh, yeah definitely miss the office sometimes yeah. just like that social aspect of it yeah. i'm thankfully like working with my fiance so it's you know, I still have somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I definitely miss like going to the office, shooting the shit sometimes, going for lunch even, just like, yeah. and you know, like working downtown, it's yeah, it's, like, it's nice. You just go for a stroll if you wanted to and check yeah. out the shops, yeah. window shop mostly, because I'm yeah. not trying to buy anything, but uh, yeah, no, it's good. Walk, like working like, walking around where I used to work, where you currently work, uh, up in Yorkville, it's like, it feels like vacation in Europe. Yeah, just like really everyone's does. like eating ice cream and shopping and like having a good time. Yeah. Man, it's sick up there. For sure. Yeah. Do you have any like advice for, or did you find any like tips or efficiencies now that you've been working home from home for like four months, five months? Anything that like? No. I wish I did. I wish yeah. I had something for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's nothing. the same like struggle. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I think like at home, at first it was kind of weird. So it's almost counterintuitive. Yeah. But like at first, when I first started working from home, I was super like. Conscientious, 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 yeah. of like being away from my computer. So like obviously, like if you don't move your mouse for five minutes, like you're set to away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was always like super like aware of that, yeah. like hyper aware. So it's like to the point where like I wouldn't leave my desk. Yeah. Like only strictly for lunch, but like you know when you're back at the office, like you kind of get up, you walk around, stretch your legs, go grab a coffee, whatever. Like nobody's like keeping tabs on you that way. Yeah. But I don't know like what it was, just super super aware of that, and like I was glued to my desk. At least for the first, like, I would say month and a half, mm -hmm. at least. Damn. Just because you're always so cautious, like, 
or maybe maybe it's me yeah like i'm yeah. just like so cautious like oh they're gonna see that i'm away from my desk and like what the fuck is he doing for yeah, like yeah. for 10 minutes or whatever it is but yeah so that was like a, a change i guess that was like maybe one of the biggest changes for sure but now you don't give a fuck or like not that i don't give a fuck but yeah. like i kind of understand that you know they don't expect you to be at your desk like 100 percent of the time especially like i don't have kids uh so you know if you did have kids like they don't expect you to like just completely disregard them when you're taking care of them. Yeah, it's a bit so I think they're like lenient in that regard, and mm-hmm. capacity has like, or sorry, not capacity, but um, I guess volumes have like been down. So okay, that's good. Um, obviously, starting to pick back up now that we're you know five months into it or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. they're picking up now, but when it first started, like volumes were definitely down. So okay, I mean, I'm not saying there was a lack of work by any means, but it wasn't like a go 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 kind of situation that it typically would be in the office. That's cool. Do you believe in, so there's this like economic theory, something Erickson is the guy who came up with it, but like new implementations have sort of like a J curve, kind of like like the Nike swoosh, where like your productivity's up here, and then you implement something like work from home, and then it goes down, because everyone's just like working from home, like fucking around, drinking beers, and then eventually they settle into it, and then productivity goes way up. But most companies don't want to put up with that initial dip, so they just disregard it altogether. Were you talking about this on your other podcast? It could be. Yeah, it could be. Because I, 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 I wouldn't have known this if you had asked me like two weeks ago, but yeah. I think I just watched a video on it. It might have been yours. Mm. But I, I've seen that theory, like the, was it J-curve they call it? Yeah. Um, I would probably have to agree. Like definitely at the beginning, there was definitely a dip in like productivity, yeah. even though I was like super like, you know, conscientious of being at my desk and like being available um that doesn't mean like you know just sitting at your desk doesn't necessarily correlate to productivity obviously so um but yeah now it's like you kind of you've got your footing you kind of know what it is like what to expect you know yeah. and so i would say productivity has definitely gone up yeah i think so there's this just like a lot of companies not just the one that you know we used to work for but like a lot of companies they just had this like old school mentality that they just refused to let go of or like if they weren't watching over you, you were doing nothing. Yeah. And uh, you know, every time, you know, destruction leads to creation. So hopefully like something like this will like make them realize that they don't have to, you know, you don't have to be in the office. They don't have to watch over you. Yeah. Like just look at the results more than like the process. Yeah, um, absolutely. And like just to tie into that, I, I, I think you could probably agree with this. There was always the, the push to work from home, yeah. like from the staff. Yeah. Upper management was like, okay, we're looking into it, we're looking into it, we're looking into it. So in a weird way, COVID kind of like, kind of lit a fire under their ass and like, mm-hmm. we're forced into doing it because they're, obviously they were not uh, incentivized by any means to, you know, get this program up and running, like the work from home thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess in a weird way, COVID kind of like, lit a fire into their ass and now it's like, it forced it them proves, to do it. Yeah, yeah, it forced them to do it and now it proved that like, it, it can be done and, there's always excuses like it was, if it wasn't one thing it was another thing it's like phone and this well one and thing that, that like, covid's gonna do is like the next time you the staff wants something there's no can't because you're gonna remember the time where you asked from work from home and they said can't and then covid happened and then in two weeks everyone's working from home and everyone's yeah. fine so now you realize there was no can't they just didn't want to fucking do it yeah exactly. and now the next time you want to do something else whatever that may be you'll know that okay if covid 20 were to happen would you be able to do this? The answer would be yes. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> COVID twenty, I like that. Yeah. So like that's that's yeah. 
Yeah. That always bugged me. That like that idea of like, no, we can't possibly do it. Yeah. Now they have now their hands tied behind their back, and now all of a sudden they can do it. Yeah, they like they leaves and bounds. Like even just uh, like signing documents, like they wouldn't like t- take electronically signed documents, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden like, boom, floodgates have opened, and like now we can basically there's very few things that you can't sign electronically. Yeah. So it's it's interesting how that kind of like something really shitty obviously turned into a, a plus for the business, and then I think so. even going a step further, like when it comes back to. Um, like working in the office, I don't think, because uh, our, our department's like divided up into two spaces right now. Right. So I don't think they're going to be renting both spaces for very much longer. Like yeah. they can't, like that's gotta be like a big expenditure on their part sure. like to yeah. pay for either one of those levels. And then if they can eliminate that, then I'm sure they would. Well, like, com- like companies weren't thrilled with paying ridiculous real estate no. downtown. It was just, they didn't see any other option. Yeah. But now this has opened this incredibly big window to realize, like, we don't need any of these fucking buildings. Yeah. We don't need anything. People, yeah. people have buildings called homes, <laughs> and they all pay. They already paid for it. Yeah. They already fucking painted all the walls. They made it their, their own. own. Yeah. So, like, really, working from home is just imagine you created a cubicle that is exactly what every employee wanted. That's, yeah. what, pe- that's what people's homes are. People create their homes to what they want them to be. If people like comfortable chairs, they bought a lazy boy. If people like wooden chairs, they bought wooden chairs. Like it's, so I think they're gonna realize like, what the fuck were we doing spending all this money on real estate downtown? Yeah. One thing I'm glad that I'm not is a commercial real estate owner. Because oh yeah, because they're the, probably You walk around right it, you walk around at King and Bay, you look at all those buildings. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck are they gonna do with all these things? Yeah. And why would they possibly ever need them to be full? Again? I wonder how that's working with like the company that I currently work for. They must still be paying rent, right? They must be. I'm sure, but like those leases are gonna end eventually. Yeah. And if they keep working from home, yeah. would you want like full work from home? Or would you like two days on, three days off? Um, you... I thought about this actually, and I think like I would actually like to go into the office, to, like, I was thinking like maybe two days a week, yeah. at most, like yeah. maybe one day a week. Um, Cause there are certain things like you prefer, like if you have like a meeting, sometimes it's easier to just do like, yeah. sure we have, you know, the facilities like webcam mics, so you can kind of like host those meetings face to face, like over the computer, but sometimes it's not the same. And then I do like the, you know, it does kind of give you a, a sense of like get up and go, like you have somewhere to be at a certain time. So, yeah. but with that being said, like to a extent, right? Like, like I said, maybe once or twice a week tops, I would say. I think that's all you would need. Cause like any, like, it's kind of like seeing your friends. If you see your friend every day, what the fuck are you going to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> you see your buddies, you know, twice a month, you got plenty to talk about yeah. the conversation flows Shoot and like, yeah. yeah, you enjoy it way more. Same thing 100%. with like work social aspect. If you see the same employee, uh, same coworkers every day, it's like, hey, what'd you do yesterday? Uh, watch the lead. Like, you know, just like yeah. bullshit. And then there's those certain people that you don't like that just drive you up the wall. And then you got to like, fucking see them every day. Yeah. It drives you nuts. <laughs> and like... I mean, the thing is, like, there's good relationships that can be built slowly, like the whole, like, you know, like that Jim and Pam kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that'll be taken away if work from home happens, but, like, I think the positives will be way better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't think, like, things aren't going to go back to, like, normal. Yeah. Definitely not. Like, maybe... Well, there's even, like, talks of, um... Like, there's this blog post I read about... I think you can go to like Barbados is like incentivizing people to like work from there. Katie was talking about this yesterday. It's yeah, crazy. two grand they'll let you go there for a year. As, as much yeah. that come back and forth as much as you want. Yeah. So and I mean, fuck. I was thinking about it too. Is like if I can work from anywhere, 
like what's stopping you from like buying a house, you know, anywhere really. Yeah, yeah. So that might have like trickle effects on even into like real estate too, right? Because like if people are so tied to Toronto, for example, or like any hub city, yeah. because that's where the work is. If you remove that aspect and now you can work from anywhere, then those hub cities are going to have, it's going to hold less weight where it's, you know, you need to be in Toronto because of work. And also all those rent prices. So if someone was paying three grand a month to live in a one bedroom downtown, yeah. a lot of people were doing it with the understanding that like, okay, I'm spending more money, but I'm a 10 minute walk from work. So essentially you were buying time. Yeah. You're spending 400 bucks a month extra on rent, but you're getting two hours back in your day. Yeah. Once that equation goes away in terms of commute, where there's no more commuting, then sense how anymore. you just find this extra 600 bucks a month? Yeah. Because there's a restaurant down, to, down the street. Because You moved to fucking Keswick or something. Yeah, you know? exactly. And like, you can go to like, you know, there's other towns where like, they have restaurants and yeah. like, have like, we're on, you know, we're in Scarborough here. Like, there's restaurants, there's shit, there's places Plenty. you can fucking yeah. go to. Like, there's bars, like, so for yeah, sure. Yeah, lack of that, for sure. Well, they were, they were saying this summer it has the record sales for cottages. Yeah, because everybody wants to get the fuck out, right? In Ontario, yeah. all time, number one, yeah. the highest uh, amount of sales. Not surprised. As if it wasn't hard enough to buy a cottage already, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that Barbados thing, like, if I'm going to be sitting on my laptop, a laptop's a laptop. Like, yeah. why the fuck not? You see that a lot when you go to, like, hostels around the world, um, people just sitting on their laptops, because, like, they work, they do, like, graphic design or something that's 100% remote. Yeah. So like they'll they could be in a cafe in Bali or a fucking a hostel in Paris and like they'll be fine. Well, that's that's the dream, right? Like if you yeah. can create a business for yourself, like hopefully this podcast takes off and yeah, you can yeah. do it from anywhere, then like why not on a beach? Like yeah. why not somewhere you want to be rather than like maybe at your fucking parents' house or like yeah, exactly. anywhere yeah. really. It's yeah. crazy. But then that I wonder really like dream. if you're in Barbados and you're on a beachfront property, how much work are you gonna get done? That's the other question. Yeah, there's that aspect. And there's also, I was thinking, I thought you were actually going to go the other way and say, like, it maybe loses some of its allure if it's, like, there every single day. True. That's Which, true. I mean, it could, but hard to argue that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like if you, go to, if you go to California and you visit for a week, it's, like, the greatest week of your life. It really and is. And then yeah. you talk to people who live there, and they're fucking miserable because they have to pay all the taxes. Yeah. And it's, rent's crazy and food's crazy. And the traffic's ridiculous. So it's, like... So things, I guess it's like a double-edged sword in that regard. Things like, lose their luster. It's one of the reasons I never left Scarborough. Was like, yeah. of, if you move somewhere, then it just loses its magic. Well, I think Scarborough is like the perfect blend of like close enough to the city. Like we're still on the subway line, so it's, if you want to get downtown, it's like 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. That's why, like, for work, it's great. Or when we were in the office, you know, yeah. 25 minutes and you're there. Yeah. But, like you said, like, where are you gonna move outside of like going into the city, which is extremely unaffordable and like not by any means like economical yeah like where else are you gonna go you go further out and then you have to like drive in and it's like yeah Scarborough's fucking great love Scarborough yeah, yeah, yeah it's good to find <laughs> big you. advocate of Scarborough yeah yeah me too yeah me too uh what was quarantine like like during the early days did you go through the making bread phase did you go through the fucking <laughs> trying to start you pick the one thing that like, <laughs> like yeah well so the making bread phase I was laughing at that because uh Jovely was actually like making uh banana bread mm. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like it turned out really good. Um, but I guess like there was like that trend for one reason or another. Like everybody was making bread. We definitely went through that. Um, went through like the quarantine haircuts at home. Like I just got my first haircut today. Oh, like sick. my first haircut since March, I guess it was. Um, but yeah, Jovi like got better every single time. So I did the home haircut thing, making bread at home. What else? I'm trying to think if there's any like trendy things that we did. 
How about you? What is it? Yeah, a lot, a lot of people started podcasts. A lot of people. Podcasts, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people tried to make content at home. That was a big one. Um, yeah, I made I made a couple couple loaves of bread. I think bread took off because it was people started to see the need for like being able to be sustainable on their own. Yeah. To be able to make shit. I think people, that's one thing a lot of people learned over the past six months. You think like, it was like before we knew like the scale, like, cause there was like, at the beginning there definitely was like a scare almost where it's just like, holy shit, like we might not be able to go out yeah. for weeks on end. Yeah. There was like a honeymoon phase and then there was a scare phase and then there was a, I'm over this phase. Yeah. And you fucking spider just crawled on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah. Well, I think with the bread thing, people realize like, you know, you go to a no frills and like everyone's kind of like panic buying and shit like yeah. that. I think people realize like it's the food supply that we have. We very much take it for granted. Oh yeah. The way you just like, you'll go to a Metro at three in the morning and there's like 700 pounds of meat just waiting for you Anything to buy. Anything you want. Anything you want. And like, we realize how fragile that might be. So like a lot of people were planting gardens. A lot of people were learning how to make bread. A lot of people were learning how to make sauces and like make like pickled vegetables yeah. and like store food and freeze food. Well, Joe Rogan did a bit on this, like maybe not particularly about the food, but he was like critiquing like humans and like how we have such an ego. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're smart. Like, yeah. oh, I'm so fucking brilliant. Like, you know, whatever, which, you know, obviously there are people who are extremely brilliant. Yeah. But it's just that society has like been set up in a way where like you're kind of building off the knowledge that people before you had. Yeah. And you did a bit on the fact that like, okay, if you think you're so smart, like I'm going to drop you in like the... Uh, like most deserted wooded area possible with an ax yeah. and we'll see how long it takes for you to send me an email yeah and it's like you think about it it's just like yeah we rely so heavily on like the most basic things like electricity internet even now yeah. um, all these things you just kind of like, take them for granted and it's like if that were to go then it's like what do you and, do <laughs> and I think people realize during this pandemic is like shit that could go could yeah because like COVID something that's like is a big disease, but it's only killing 1% of the population. It's not like half the population got wiped out. Yeah. But it's causing this huge ripple effect. It's like, fuck, if something like this can, can knock us out, like what would other catastrophic events do? Yeah. So it's like, if I don't fucking, if I can't make my own food, if I don't know how to cook properly, if I don't know how to like preserve food, like pickling and like trying like salami and shit like that, like, Man, I'm kind of fucked. Yeah, yeah. You would be. I'd probably be the first person to go. <laughs> like, yeah. So reliant on like all these things, right? So yeah. Have you ever seen this uh, TV show called Alone? No. Like cousins like been raving about it forever. So basically, what they do is like uh, they drop these people off in Alaska end okay. of September, and you get like ten items, mm. and like those ten items, the only thing that you get, and then after that, you're like completely secluded from like everything. It's like how long can you last? It's supposed to be like for a hundred days and he was saying like at the beginning of it it's like you know people like they bring fishing line or something like that to try to catch fish but then at the end of it like the lakes actually freeze over and stuff so then it's like a whole new ball game so it's like a constantly evolving thing yeah yeah but like just kind of to that point where it's like if everything were to get wiped out for one reason or another and then it's like shit then i've got to go like hunt i've never hunted before yeah. i don't know what the fuck i'm doing like oh yeah it's crazy like you know that's why I try like my own life. Like I try not to make things too easy, like not too comfortable. Like you've been to my condo, like there's no couches. Yeah. Like I got a TV very recently, like all those things. Cause like, I don't know, there's something about like just making everything perfect and comfortable where it's just like, 
if, if shit hits the fan, you're fucked. It's almost like you're complacent in a sense. Like, yeah. It's like, okay, we're okay. And then, like you said, something goes wrong and then not nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. And I think people just become products of their living space where like, if you, if you live in a place with, you know, lazy boys and jujubes and fucking TVs, and that just kind of becomes who you are. Yeah. Um, and I try and like, I don't know. I've always found it good to like, just like be a little uncomfortable. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I, I, I agree with that, but I've never thought of it that way. Yeah, it helps anyway. Yeah. Anyway, let's look at our fucking list here. What else do we got? Um, content. You want to talk about making content and... So we, you've got this sick camera. Um, you're obviously very good at making videos and stuff like that. Um, what uh, kind of, what inspired you to get into photography as much as you have? and kind of what do you think you would like to do next in terms of creation? That's, that's a great question. So obviously like, what? okay, so let's start with the first question. Um, what got me into photography? I, I don't know if there was any one particular thing that got me into photography. I was always like a fan of taking pictures and like capturing moments, I guess, yeah. uh, in a sense. As far as I can remember, like I, I remember being a child, uh, probably 12 or 13 years old and I got like my first digital camera. That was like the coolest fucking thing ever. Yeah. It's like this shitty Canon, like now it was like two megapixels back then, but it's yeah. like this Canon camera. And I was just like, ever since then, I would always like follow, even on YouTube, I like follow like photographers and just, I guess like where my, I guess we were talking about this earlier, but the fact that I'm, I guess arguably a little bit lazy in mm. a sense. So I never take the time as much as I love doing it. I never take the time to actually like go out and practice things that like I've learned. Yeah. Um, or, or perfect them even because like maybe I, I'll know how to do something and I know how to like the basic functions of the camera um, but just going out and capturing those or like you know just I need that kick in the ass to kind of like get going I think a lot of people do yeah. for sure with myself especially um, and then like somehow somewhere along the line it kind of evolved into like video I guess like maybe as cameras handheld cameras before they were restricted to pictures two megapixels yeah. Now you can get like, you know, a 30 megapixel camera in your hands that, you know, shoots 4K, 8K in some cases now. Yeah. So I think the capabilities of the camera, as the capabilities of the cameras grew, I also kind of like moved more from photography to videography. And I think that's like where my passion lies right now. It's like mm -hmm. more so on the video side rather than the photo side. I think that's where most people are consuming too, is video. Yeah, which I guess like should be some sort of an incentive for me to like, you know, create content. And that's why I have like a great admiration for you. And it's like why I, you know, reached out to you and was like, okay, let's fucking, let's do a potty. Let's like, yeah. get her going. Just like the fact that you, you know, I think I, we, we spoke about this before too, but the fact that I kind of, I'm overly critical of myself or if it's not like exactly how I envisioned it, then it's like kind of, it's not good enough. So I'll kind of shelf it mm -hmm. and then put it aside and push it off. And then you never get around to it, which is, contrary to yours it's just like good is good enough yeah it's like if so i can get it out there you know and then with that being said like i'm saying this all now and I'm, I, I feel stupid for like not doing it myself but yeah i think with the experience that you gain from just doing it like just getting it out there then you can kind of like tweak things and you're gonna get better just by nature right like the more you do something the better you're gonna get at it so i don't know where i was going with this but yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. i'm just lazy yeah. Um, I would love to like uh, that would be the ultimate goal like if, if you were to ask me what my dream job would be it'd probably be I don't want to say youtuber because that sounds kind of like fucking flaky like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like fairy dust kind of bullshit but yeah like some sort of content creator where like it comes back to like the working remotely like if I could 
sustain myself somehow by like creating content and like living in fucking Bali or Thailand or the Philippines, fuck. That'd be... Why not? Yeah. Absolutely. That'd be unreal. That'd be like the goal. Yeah. Well, I think the, the, like, for me anyway, like I, the reason I would just put things out is because I didn't even know what perfect was. Like if I were to like, if I were to make a video, I'd be like, how can I make this perfect? I wouldn't even know what that mm -hmm. means. So I was like, okay, I made a video. Let's just fucking release it. Cause this is all I know how to do. Yeah. And then you see, you know, you'd be like, and then you watch it back and you're like, mm, you know what? Like the lighting's pretty shit. Or yeah, like, yeah. maybe I should spend 20 bucks for a microphone. Cause this fucking audio <laughs> yeah. is terrible. Or like that type of thing. So for me, like I'm trying to get to perfect, but I don't even know where that is. Yeah. So me getting to perfect is making shit. And like, if perfect is a hundred steps away, every video I make gets me half a step closer. Yeah. So it's not like if you were to tell me to make the perfect video right now, I wouldn't be able to because I don't know what a that what looks, it is, looks yeah. like, how to do it, what people would think perfect is, like that type of thing. So the reason I, I put things out is because that's all I fucking know what to do. Yeah. So in many ways, my lack of videography experience and knowledge is what's enabled me to make more video content is because I don't fucking know anything. Yeah, I don't have this camera. Like I don't have shit. Like yeah. I just fucking record on my phone and like there we go yeah but it gets a job done and that's the thing too right it's like yeah and and you listen to like a bunch of like youtubers and they'll they'll tell you too it's like the the equipment that you shoot on doesn't matter it's like if you're trying to tell a story like getting that story that point across is like what's really key and then all the other special effects like all that bullshit comes second like that's all secondary right mm -hmm. um but i was gonna say like i think maybe to, to your point i think maybe the fact that i've watched so many youtube videos it's like it's almost crippling in a sense because mm -hmm. i'm always I always have like a, a high bar, which many of these people have been doing this for years and years and years, yeah. and I've been doing it for two, three years maybe. And so like you're always comparing them, like my videos to that. So you kind of like pick out things and you know like, okay, maybe this isn't as good as it could be. And then yeah. almost to the point where it's like, it's setting me back because like, but yeah. I guess retrospectively, I shouldn't care about that because you know, you can't compare yourself to, like I can compare myself to you and, and vice versa, right? So. Yeah. It's a good way to look at it. Absolutely. And another thing is like talent. I was talking to my buddy about this. Like talent is awesome, but telling your story and being personable is way better. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the thing I was talking about with my buddy is like, if a close friend of, knock on wood, if a close friend of yours passed away, you would write a way better eulogy than you know, JK Rowling or J.R. Tolkien oh, 100%, or, yeah. but they're way better at writing than you are, yeah. but they can't tell your story. Yeah. So like, it doesn't fucking matter how That's much. That's a great analogy. Right. It doesn't matter how much yeah. talent they have. It's you telling your story. Yeah. So if you can just apply that to whatever it is you're trying to do, your podcast or whatever content you're trying to create, just remember, this is you telling your story. There's not a person on the planet who can do yeah. it better. I don't care what fucking 4k or 8k i didn't, didn't even know that existed <laughs> um that doesn't matter what matters yeah. is your ability to tell your own story and paint the picture that you're trying to paint yeah absolutely let me ask you this like did you have any sort of idea of what content you want to put out before you started um i i did but it was mostly just ripping off other people mm -hmm. so it was like okay i love watching joe rogan wouldn't it be sick if i could do that yeah and then i realized well i don't really like emailing people and trying to get them on my podcast it's very uncomfortable for me to yeah. try and get people on so i'm like well what if i just do it myself 
So then it, it grew into that. And then I'm like, well, I really like YouTube. What if I start recording it? Mm -hmm. So then it grew into that. So it was really just a snowball where it started out me just recording on speakerphone. And then I started doing video and then I kind of stopped. Then I was like, I should get a guest. And I'm like, fuck guests. So like, it just, I made it work for me. Yeah. So pretty much you just take all the content that you see, pull out what you think you might be good at, and then piece that into whatever you think you can do best at. Yeah, because I can say, I think that's another thing that I really struggle with. It's just like finding something that like, I'd be okay with doing consistently. Because I think that like, if we're talking like YouTube, another spider. Another fucking ant. I think oh, it's the same It's okay. <laughs> so I was going to say like, I think uh, with YouTube, if like, you know, if you want to be successful on YouTube, I think a key to that, and maybe I'm wrong because obviously I don't have a successful YouTube channel, but mm -hmm. I think a big key to that is just like consistency and like, you know, one with like the, um, like the cadence of your videos, like if you do it once a week, once a month, whatever, every two weeks, whatever it is, yeah. that and like the content itself, right? Because you, you draw it in a specific crowd. If your channel is geared around whatever, like making videos, then you're going to you know, draw that kind of crowd, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the one thing I was like, I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel and like, I definitely have that drive to create and that's obviously what led me to like the photography, videography, like I love creating shit. Yeah. So I don't think there's a lack of drive there, it's just, I think maybe an obstacle, maybe it's just a mental obstacle as well. It's just like finding something that I, I know that I'd be like excited to do, Yeah. like consistently. You gotta be able to do it at least, you know, two, three, up, two, three a week. Yeah. Two a week. I mean, anything's better than nothing. But like, you look at a top YouTuber, like, fuck, Joe Rogan does ten hours a fucking week, and he's already a billionaire. Like, yeah. So sure. it's, you know, you gotta be able to constantly put out um, every, you know, at least every week. Yeah. Which is tough. Yeah. It so, is, and especially I if you I... want to do these grandiose, highly edited, highly produced videos. Yeah. It's like fuck. You're gonna spend twenty hours. Recording well, I think this. that's where like I I realize that like I'm not gonna if I were to. Uh, we'll just, we'll just, you know, be honest in the moment. Is it recording now? Yeah, recording. Yeah, okay, hey, so it turns out we only recorded half, uh, which sucks, because we had up. a great half. That just shows, that just goes to show, even if you have great equipment, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, John. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. Of course, of course. Um, thank you for watching. Like, comment, subscribe if you can, please. Uh, we still have the Color Country podcast every week um, with Katie and Sammy. They're doing a great job, so please check us out. Um, so other videos, reaction videos, beer videos, anything you want to see, uh, drop a comment. We'll, we'll hook it up. Um, until then, take care of yourselves. Love each other. Wash your hands. Don't be a jerk. Um, take care and we'll see you next time. Bye. Peace. Ah, uh, that's I wonder, shitty. I wonder what happened. I don't know. I'm thinking like maybe there's like a record limit or something.